Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led business owners to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and let go of trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business and stop trying to do all the things, we've got you covered. You can start with Sarah or level up with Lisa, all right here on this one podcast. It's time to set aside your never-ending to-do list, pop in your earbuds, take a deep breath, and join us each week. We equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business. And we even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. In the month of November, we want to show our gratitude for you as our audience and listening to our our podcast. So we are offering you a free Starbucks card for a cup of coffee in exchange for a review. Those reviews that you leave us are an encouragement to us. They help us know that we are on the right track. And more importantly, they help others be able to find our podcast and become the lovely listeners like you. So if you will leave us a review this month and send us a screenshot to our email address, the link will be in the show notes, then we will send you a cup of coffee on us. But this offer is only good through November. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about sowing seeds of desperation in our business. And when you hear that title, you might think, that's not me, Sarah. I feel great about my business. But I want to invite you to join us on this episode to talk about this topic because you might be sowing more seeds of desperation than you realize. When I was an assistant principal years ago and I was a school administrator, One of the things that I really had to learn as I went out into the building was that I brought a certain level of energy with me, no matter where I went, into the lunchroom, into classrooms, out on the playground, wherever I was, into parent meetings. And I didn't realize the power that I had with the energy that I brought. And I might have come from a really difficult parent meeting that was heated and frustrating and I was angry and, and, you know, just feeling kind of wound up. But the minute I stepped out of that meeting, I had to work hard to change my demeanor and to change my energy because otherwise I was bringing that anger and frustration all throughout the building. And it's kind of like a boat wake, you know, the wake that it leaves behind, you know, whether it's going super fast or going slow. And I left a wake of energy. And did I want to spread as I went through the, the school chaos or control or fear? Or did I want to spread joy and peace and calm? You are in charge of that energy that you spread. And and it's the same in your business. When you go online into your Facebook groups, when you go out to a photo shoot like Lisa, you know, you might've had the worst drive ever (laughs) when you went out, but when you show up and your clients are there, you've got to have that smile and that friendliness and that, you know, take charge of like, Hey, I know what we're doing in this photo shoot. And it's really the same thing in our business. If we are feeling desperate about wanting to make money and to have success and to finally land a client, I'm just so desperate to get the right one. That energy translates out into our business if that's what we're feeling. And we've all seen this with our families, right? If mama has a bad day, everybody has a bad day, right? And so 
it, it makes sense. Like you think, oh, this sounds like manifesting. This sounds like that kind of thing. No, we know we see this in our families. We see it in our life. You've all been in a meeting where somebody walks in and they're like, oh, I've just had time. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I spilled my coffee, you know, mm-hmm. and it just sets the whole mood for everything. And so this is such a great topic to talk about because maybe you're like, I am desperate in my business. Well, that might be showing through to other people. And that is not a good thing. It's not. And it might be coming out in ways that you don't think about. And so here are some ways that this desperation that you might have for success for your next client to make money, to have success is um, they might be coming out in these ways that you don't realize. One, your marketing might be more centered around you than your audience. If you aren't clear on your marketing and and who your target audience is and what they're feeling and what their pain points are and what they're looking for, then your marketing is centered around you. And I see this all the time in social media captions, in emails that people send out. Their marketing is about them and it comes across as really desperate. We have to remember it's not about us. It's about them and it's about the transformation you're trying to give to them and the results that you're trying to get them to get. So yes, you obviously need to have yourself and your personality in your marketing, but you need to make it focused on the person you're trying to sell to. And that is hugely important. Another way you might be coming across as desperate is in your body language. And I know this is something that I struggle with because I wear my emotions on my face. I think it's one of my good qualities because you probably almost always know what I'm thinking because I wear it on my face. But you can have that body language. If you're in a sales call and and you're pitching your offer to someone and they are just like, this isn't the right time for me, and your shoulders sag and your eyes tear up a little bit and you just, your whole demeanor changes, that body language is going to show desperation to them. And it's just going to confirm, yeah, I don't want to buy from her. I don't want her offer because you're desperate. I struggle with this a little bit because I have a little bit of RBF, like resting bee face, right? And so I think some people who struggle with that and don't have that natural like smiley, I have really had to work to overcome that. And I have this funny story. There was this really sweet old man at church and he had a face that was kind of not scary, but just kind of grumpy old man face. We called him the gummy worm man because he would give gummy worms to the kids because he loved children, mm. but they were all like scared of him because he had this face that was like mm-hmm. kind of grumpy and crotchety. And so he compensated by providing gummy worms to all the kids so that they would see that he was a nice man and that he loved them. And it, at first, like when I first met him, I'm like, what the heck is this weird guy doing giving gummy worms to all the kids? But then I heard the story about it and I was like, that is so sweet. And that is his way of trying to like make himself into what he wants to present. And so this is so true for your business. Like give away the gummy worms, people. Right. And, and for me, Zoom has actually been a godsend because I can see my face. And I have learned a lot more things about my face and what I actually look like and how people are perceiving me because I'm on Zoom looking at myself. Now, if you aren't on Zoom a lot, then I would practice in front of a mirror and watch your body language and also watch other people. We talked about this in the last episode, consult the way other people do this and have confidence about it. Even when they get a hard pass, you know, someone's like, no, I don't want your offer. How how are they carrying themselves? What are they doing with their body? Another way that you might be showing some desperation in your business is that you're going after your non-ideal client 
just to make a sale. And Lisa, you and I have talked about this over and over and over again. It was a lesson I had to learn, a very hard lesson I had to learn that your non-ideal client is, it's not worth it. Even if you do make some money from it, it is more work than it's worth it to bring on someone who isn't your ideal client. And I just had an email I had to send yesterday because I had somebody contact me and be like, oh, I want this huge family, extended family, and we have this many people. And I was like, that sounds like torture to me. I I don't want to do that anymore. That is not where my business is headed, but it is tempting to be like, you know what? It's going to be right right about the holidays. That's going to be some great Christmas money. And then it's like, but no. I know I'm going to get to that session and I know I'm going to hate it and I'm not Mm going to do a good job and I'm going to resent it and they're going to feel that and it's not going to be a win for anybody. And so, yeah, I might make a little money, but I'm not going to make a good client. And so that I had to give away and it was hard, but also was freeing. And when I Mm -hmm. did say no, it felt good. Because saying yes to that just to make some money around the holidays, like they'll sense that at some point. Yes. Because it's not what you love to do. Could you do it? Absolutely. But it's not what you love to do. Another couple of ways that you might be more desperate in your business than you realize is you are abnormally or obnoxiously pushy, you know, forcing people down a track that they don't want to go trying to sell an offer that doesn't actually work for them. And at the end of the day, you go, this, this isn't who I want to be. I don't want to be that pushy person, but your desperation is causing you to act in that way that you, you don't really want to. And people can feel that or they're turned off by it or they end up purchasing something that doesn't work and then you get bad reviews. And so that is just a very negative way to go down it because, yeah, you might make the sale, but it's not going to be a good sale. And it's mm-hmm. probably it might even hurt you in the long run. For sure. And then the fifth way that I, I thought about this of desperation is you are constantly changing your offer to bend over backwards to others. And that's kind of like what you just mentioned. Your offer no longer includes extended family photo sessions. Mm -hmm. It's branding. And in the summertime, it's seniors. And if you're desperate, then you're constantly changing your offer in order to just make a sale that isn't your ideal client. And it just goes, it spins and spins and spins and takes you down a trail that you don't want to do. So if you are feeling that you're doing any of these things in your business and you're like, okay, Sarah, maybe I am more desperate than I thought. Cause I just want the money. You know, holidays are coming up. Like you said, I want to make some more Christmas money. What can, what's a girl to do? What do I do to yeah, not help be it, so help desperate? Us out. <laughs> well, Give us the practical advice. Sure. Some of the solutions that I have is one, you've got to get super confident in your offer. What is the offer that I have? People might not be buying from you simply because your offer isn't super clear. You know, maybe you are just saying you're a photographer. I don't want to pick on you, but it's super easy. I think people can relate to this. Maybe you're just saying I'm a photographer. Well, but that's not a clear offer to people getting more niche down and knowing your audience and who you serve and what their pain points are is going to make you more confident and you're going to sell to the right people. Know the transformation that you offer. What is it that they don't have right now that they want that you can help them get? And you can speak to that. And then they know when they sign up for it, they're going to get the transformation that they actually want. I also think when you're just starting out in your business, you need to practice, practice, practice talking about your business. What do you do? Who are you? What do you offer? How do you offer it? How do you offer it differently than the other people that are doing what you're doing? You have to just 
do it over and over and over again. So it rolls off the tongue. It comes out naturally. You aren't struggling with imposter syndrome. You aren't desperate because you're confident in what you offer. And you know, here we are the Christian business breakdown. You know, I'm going to say you've got to pray. And I always go back to James 1, 5 and 6. If you don't know what to do, pray boldly for God and he will answer you and give you what you need. Being able to practice is so helpful. Practice on your dog, practice on your kids, but sometimes that's really hard too. And Mm -hmm. you know who you can practice with? Sarah and I. There will be no judgment. And that is where an empowerment call comes in so helpful and that you can hone that offer. You can give us your pitch and we can listen to it and say, oh, this sounds, tweak this. Or, hey, this is great. Run with this. Have confidence that you've created a great product here. Because sometimes we don't hear that either. And we're just sitting in this thing going, I don't know if this is good or not. And you're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it is good. So, and, and more often than not, I feel like it is good, but people just need confidence in that it is good. And so hop on an empowerment call with Sarah and I. The, all the links are in the show notes. You can get on there. There's no judgment zone. We're not going to shit on you and tell you what you should and shouldn't do in your business, but we'll just give you an action plan to help you move forward out of desperation and into confidence. And one of the things that as you were talking about that, Lisa, that I know that I struggled with at the beginning of my business was I was so desperate to make money that I wasn't willing to invest money in order to make the money. And sometimes you have to be able to do that. And that's what this empowerment call is about. We have a new price point, a new structure for our empowerment calls. You can read all about it on our brand new sales page and find out about it because we want you to invest in yourself, which ultimately will springboard you forward to making more money. That's what it's all about is, is being able to do that. And we want to help you do that. So check that out. And every time I found that I have talked to someone about my business, even if it's a biz bestie, mm-hmm. being able to verbally communicate it, to talk through it and to have that person bounce ideas and to, it has catapulted my business every single time. So if you don't have that person, then an, an empowerment call is the perfect way to do that. For sure. Because you don't realize how being desperate and frustrated impacts your business, both you and your clients. It's impacting them. And here are some ways that it probably is impacting you and your clients and your business, and you don't even realize it. One, your clients probably aren't buying from you because you are desperate and it's coming out in your marketing and your messaging and your Facebook lives and your content and all of that. It might not be that. It might be that your marketing isn't isn't right and that you aren't posting frequently, but a lot of times it's related to being this desperate person who, hey, I just need you to do this. Hey, won't you just sign up? I'm just looking for a couple of people. That comes out and people go, I don't want to work with someone who's desperate. I want to work with someone who's confident. Confidence comes through in all ways. If you, it, and I don't know, it, I don't know, it's like, it's something you can't put your finger on, but you just know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And when you see somebody who's a little iffy and you're like, well, would you want to buy from me? Well, mm-hmm. then you're like, yeah, I don't think so because you don't seem like you know what you're talking about. Whereas somebody who's like, listen, this is a good thing. You need it in your life. You're mm-hmm. much more willing to do that. So mm-hmm. my sister used to tell me, my sister's a little older than me. Her kids are a little older. And she used to tell me, Sarah, babies can smell fear. Yes. And I remember thinking, what? Like, well, I'm not afraid. And she's like, oh, at 10 o'clock at night when your baby is crying, you are afraid that they are never going to sleep and you are never going to get a good night's sleep again. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm not afraid of my baby, but I am afraid <laughs> that they're never going to sleep again and I'm going to be tired for the rest of my life. And they can smell that. 
And I think that translates into business too. People can kind of sniff that out. Like you said, even if they can't put their finger on it exactly, they can, they can tell. And then what happens is they might, they might buy from you. They might say, okay, I really like Lisa. I like what she has to offer. I'm not sure what it is about her. She's kind of desperate. They might buy with you, but then they're dissatisfied with the results because you either overpromised or you underperformed or you didn't deliver what you said you were going to deliver or it wasn't the transformation they were looking for. So then they buy and then they're dissatisfied or they want a refund or they either don't leave you a review or they leave you a bad review. This is how that desperation just turns into a spin cycle that is going to bring your business down. And this is one of the things we talk about all the time on this podcast is that clear is kind. And so being able to be very clear helps you to be confident because you're like, these are the three things I sell and Mm -hmm. period, and I'm good at them. And so when you know those things and you're very clear about it and you're communicating those things very clearly and you're confident in them, you can't lose. But if you are unclear about it and you are like iffy and wishy-washy on it, then people are... They're, you're right. They're going to be unsatisfied or they're going to leave you a bad review or they're going to be like, well, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So when you're clear about it, they know what they're going to get. We have had to go through this in the, in our podcast because when we started, we knew we were going to start a podcast. We knew we wanted to make money from the podcast, but we weren't quite sure how we were going to do that and what the best way was going to, to be to do that. And it's just taken time. And now here we are sitting almost at the end of 2023, almost a year into doing this podcast. And guess what? We finally have a plan that for 2024, we're super excited about, but it just took us some time to get there to even know what we want to offer, you know, little secret insider, you know, tip here. We've got some big things coming in 2024 that are going to be awesome, but it took us time to figure that out. We didn't know all of that at the very beginning, and we just trusted the process that we were going to figure it out over time and, and doing the work. So trust that process. Don't allow that desperation to come in. Sometimes that desperation comes out in imposter syndrome. You can go back to our last episode and and listen to that all about imposter syndrome. But you have to name this. Know that you're being desperate. Name it. Don't let it rule and reign over your life. Make some investments in your business so that you can get clear on your offer. Know what your messaging is. And as Christians, we just have to keep doing the work. Mm -hmm. You know, Lisa and I are a year in and we're finally figuring it out. That's just the amount of time that it takes. And we can trust and believe Galatians 6, 9 that says, let us not grow weary in doing good, this good work in our business for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Yeah. And that harvest might not look like what you think it's going to look like, but it's still going to be a harvest. It might be a harvest of hearts or souls, Mm -hmm. or it might not be money, but it might be experience. It looks like a lot of different things. A lot of times we just automatically go towards, well, I'm not making any money, so I'm not successful. Well, that's not necessarily true. So sometimes it's reframing your mindset too of like, it may not be, the the harvest may not be exactly what you think it's going to be. That's a good word right there. And so our final question for you as we close out this episode and talking about desperation is this idea of you reap what you sow. And so my question to you is, what are you sowing? What seeds in your business are you sowing? And you have a choice to sow different seeds. You have permission. Sometimes I think we just need permission. You have permission to do this differently. If you've always been someone who's acted out of desperation and fear and scarcity, you have permission to sow new seeds. Yeah. 
but you also have to sow the seeds and water the seeds and weed the seeds. Because sometimes I feel like people in business are like, oh, I tried it for a day and it didn't work. Or, you know, yeah, I sort of, yeah, I've been working on my business for a year, but have you been putting in the time? Have you been mm-hmm. doing the work? And so mm-hmm. sometimes it is hard. You have to be consistent. You have to water your, you have to water your garden every day or nothing's mm-hmm. going to grow. Mm-hmm. So it, there is something like you have to, you know, if you're, as you can't just plant the seeds and walk away. Mm-hmm. There is a matter of watering and, you know, intending to your, to your business. And people don't talk about too, that once you have the harvest, there's still work to do in the garden. Then you've right. got to prepare the soil again. Like it's never over. There's even things that you're doing in the wintertime while it's laying dormant to get ready for the next harvest. You can't take a break. You have to keep going. And and that that's the difference between the business owners who are successful and the ones who just quit are the ones who are willing to just keep doing it day in and day out, faithfully trusting the process. So not only sowing the seeds, but sowing the right seeds, not sowing desperation, but sowing, you know, good things, clear messaging, good content, all those things, and then watering it and being consistent. Love it. It's so good. The other day I was in a moment, um, just feeling very discouraged and defeated. A lot of things going on in our family's lives right now. And Lisa sent me Psalm 126. And so we want to close today's episode by reading 120, Psalm 126 and uh, just praying this as a blessing over you as you are going into November and closing out this year in your business and looking to start the next year that we can trust God's promises in what we sow and what we reap uh, when we sow the right seeds. So here is Psalm 126 from the message. It seemed like a dream too good to be true when God returned Zion's exiles. We laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. And now God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair will shout yes at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way.